At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Satterberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Always on Twitter, at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. The calendar is closing in fast. It's, you know, progressing fast. We're going to get to Selection Sunday before we know it, March 13th. Conference tournament time is right around the corner, and, and college basketball is heating up. And no, I'm not just talking about the sideline altercation between Juwan Howard and Greg Gard in the Wisconsin-Michigan game. I'm just talking about in general. You have teams playing conference games now, and a lot of them are conference games that are rematches of games that happened earlier in the conference schedule. And teams now are jockeying for position going into the conference tournaments. Uh, Rutgers continues to um, not be a giant killer because uh, they did not win their fifth straight game against a ranked opponent, but they covered. (laughs) They lose 84-72 against Purdue, uh, and Purdue was a little bit higher than that on the line here. The number five team in the nation winning at home. They were lights out in the first half of that game. And uh, for Rutgers, the loss hurts. It's not a bad loss. Um... Their resume is interesting right now because of the wins that they have. They have good wins, but they also have bad losses. So for them, I think it's going to take a couple of wins maybe down the stretch and into the Big Ten tournament in order for them to be an actual tournament team. The remainder of their regular season is at Michigan, home against Wisconsin, at Indiana, and home against Penn State. You got to go three and one, if not four and zero, oh. and the, you have to have a win against Wisconsin at home. If you beat Wisconsin at home, that means you swept Wisconsin now during the season, and that gives you five wins over ranked opponents this year. Six wins, excuse me, over ranked opponents this year. Those are six really good wins that might be enough to get you into the tournament. Uh, Elsewhere, um, obviously, the Wisconsin blowout of Michigan, and Michigan's a team that, at 14-11, and I don't know if they're going to make it to the NCAA tournament. On brand name alone, it could get them there, but they need some wins, and they need wins 
in the Big Ten tournament, frankly, in order to get in. Because right now, I don't think that they're in. Um, on ESPN Bracketology by Joe Lenardi, he actually has Michigan as part of the last four in. But here's the question I'll ask. Obviously, this is before the game that occurred here against Wisconsin. So now it's another loss for Michigan. So Michigan was already now part of the last four in, but they lose to Wisconsin. Let's say they lose to Rutgers. Or they lose, they have games against number 12, Illinois, number 19, MSU, Michigan State, and number 18, Ohio State, coming up the remainder of the season. They got five games left. If they lose two of those games or three of those games, now we're talking about a team that needs to win games in the conference tournament in order to get in. If you're looking at futures right now in the college basketball landscape, uh, they don't have to make the uh, to make the tournament, but um, to to win the Big Ten, they're a huge. It's not even not it's not even uh, up here right now. The Big Ten odds uh, to make the Final Four. I mean, I don't think it's possible. It would be a ridiculous run for them to go on. They're plus 1,200. Those odds should be much further down, if we're being honest. A team to make the Final Four, plus 1,200. It should be at least over 2,000. Because, first of all, they might not even get into the thing, let alone get to the Final Four. We'll talk more about college basketball, um, you know, coming up this week. uh, And, obviously, it's the last week or so of the regular season. And then we lead into conference tournament time. Uh, Just three teams in the top 25 in action on Monday. Number 18, Ohio State, is at home against Indiana. The Buckeyes are laying seven. Uh, Number seven, Baylor, is at Oklahoma State. Baylor is minus four and a half. And number 13, UCLA, is home against Arizona State. UCLA is 14-point favorites in this one. And this is actually the revenge game for UCLA. This is a game that they lost at Arizona State in triple overtime, 87-84. If there was ever a spot to lay 14 points, I don't like it. It's a high number. But how does UCLA not blow out Arizona State on Monday? (laughs) This This team beats you. And... It was an embarrassing loss because they were heavily favored in that matchup. And ever since that loss in triple overtime, you lost again to USC. You had a couple of decent wins here against Washington State and Washington. Now, if you're UCLA, you got to go down the stretch here, win these games before you match up against USC to end your regular season and go into the Pac-12 tournament Odds to win the Pac-12 right now are Arizona. Wow. This is this can't be true. UCLA plus 5,000 to win the Pac-12. 
Now that's something. Um, I wonder, does that is that just regular season? It can't be, right? Maybe it's regular season, not tournament. Because why would it be plus 5,000? It's probably, it probably is just regular season. Because I, I can't imagine that UCLA would be plus 5,000. Right now, Arizona's minus 5,000. And that would make sense if it was just the, because right now, Arizona is at 14-1 and one in the conference. UCLA is 11-4 and four in the conference. And those two teams don't play each other anymore, so the only ground, they can't make up any ground. You need Arizona to start losing some games uh, to lose, you know, a couple of games here down the stretch. And they play Utah, Colorado, USC, Stanford, and Cal. I don't see Arizona losing three of those games. I mean, this is an Arizona team that has won, uh, what, eight in a row, something like that. So uh, they are certainly poised to win the Pac-12 here at the end of this regular season. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We got some, you know, really good games coming up down the stretch here this week because, as I mentioned, we're going to start to get some of these big conference games as the regular season winds down uh, and conference tournament time begins, especially uh, over the weekend. We have a bunch of top 25 matchups coming up next weekend. Purdue, Michigan State, Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn, Tennessee. Uh, Really good matchups coming up next weekend. Oh, Kansas-Baylor top 10 matchup. So next weekend is going to be an exciting time in the college basketball world. In the NBA world, it was all about the All-Star break this weekend. I had Trey Young and Desmond Bain in the three-point contest. Desmond Bain bowed out. He was the first person to go and was just terrible. Trey Young got to the finals, and Carl Anthony Towns went first, and he was spectacular. He put up 29. He was great. And Trey started off slow, had a chance. He missed his three-point Mountain Dew ball going into his final two racks. If he would have made that three-point Mountain Dew ball, he could have had a chance to win because because if he missed because he missed it he went into the final rack knowing the most he could get is 28 but if he makes that mountain dew ball he goes into the final rack knowing the most he can get is 31 well now it gives him a cushion to either miss a money ball or miss two regular shots in the final rack of basketballs Maybe Trey Young wins the event, uh, but Carl Anthony Towns cashes at plus twelve hundred. It's the longest uh, shot. It's the longest odds. So it's the biggest underdog to win the three point contest in over ten years. And as for the dunk contest, Obi Toppin won. Uh, not really many places you can bet on that. It's pretty much just offshore stuff because uh, you can't bet on something that's judged. Um, and for the dunk contest, it's arbitrary. It's just somebody holding up a sign that says a number or really, you know, the the digital display. And it's just up to the individual. It's not about, um, you know, the contest or it's not a clear winner. It's like I said, like the lowest, the lowest you can get is all sixes. Like, come on, it's not a real thing to bet on. Uh, But Obi Toppin did win. I did see that he was like plus 180. So he was like the favorite to win the award. And hey, the Knicks win something. Congratulations. The only thing that the Knicks are going to be celebrating 
this season is Obi Toppin winning the Slam Dunk Contest. Once again, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We will get into uh, futures market in the NBA. Maybe some bets for next NFL season. Maybe some futures in the NHL. Mackenzie Rivers, sports betting analyst, will join me in studio. Coming up next, you want to be sure to follow us on the network at VSIN Live. Go to vsin.com, find out all the ways to watch and listen to us right here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hit the court for your cut of the cash with the FX Snowfall Kingpin Challenge. Play free in two fantasy hoops contests and battle for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes while the fight for LA rages on during season five of FX's Snowfall. Head to DraftKings.com slash Snowfall now to get in on the action. Snowfall returns February 23rd on FX. Stream on Hulu. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joined now in studio by Mackenzie Rivers from uh, Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas, the Dream Preview podcast as well. Do you enjoy All-Star Weekend in the NBA? Gotta love it. The one thing that the NBA has that no other league has is a fraternity of superstars, legends, you know, here in Shaq, well up at the end of the day, kind of just put it, put a perfect pin on it because these games don't matter. I mean, but they, they do because when I was 11, I saw, you know, Vince Carter and Allen Iverson come back from 20 in the fourth quarter. And, hmm. you know, it sticks with you. These, it's, a, it's a special weekend, even if probably not the most bettable weekend. Yeah, yeah. Although the three-point contest you can bet on, and you hit Carl Anthony Towns. So I did. It was looks there. It was a simple handicap. Zach Levine jumps about 50 inches in the air every time he shoots a three. <laughs> Imagine doing that 60 times in a couple minutes. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, couldn't even jump over a phone book when he shoots a three. So that was my theory. It worked out this time at 14 to one. The longest odds in three-point contest history, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they said at least over 10 years is what they documented. And, and who's yeah. documenting yeah. more than 10 years? <laughs> exactly. Ago? You know, probably nobody. <laughs> so yeah, plus 1,200, good cash there. Uh, overall, NBA, your strong handicap. 
Yes. What you go with? Yes. Played basketball my whole life growing up, and just uh, it's it's about seeing it because in the NBA and the NFL and the MLB, every handicapper has every you know tool in their in their handy bag when it comes to analytics. But if if I can see something happening that I don't think is necessarily on paper yet in the numbers yet. That's, that's when opportunity happens. That's when we strike. All right, talk to me about the MVP market because uh, I've been gushing over DeMar DeRozan. I have a 50-1 to 1 ticket on DeRozan to win the MVP. The odds have gone down, which is making me smile from ear sure, to ear. Sure, But I understand it's Joel Embiid, it's Nikola Jokic, and then I'd probably go with Curry and John Morant, then DeRozan in, in, in that order probably. I, so I think DeRozan's definitely in the top five where do you have him in this race, and how live is he? Jimmy Butler is the MVP. Jimmy Butler okay. has done more. I mean, just looking at the title odds, I think that's a good proxy because the Bulls have been the story of the season, and DeMar DeRozan just broke Will Chamberlain's record. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. been very impressive. But the title odds, coming into this year, the Bulls were about 50-1 to one to win the title. Now they're like 30-1 to one to win the title, even though they have the number one seed. I think if you look at what Jimmy Butler's doing on defense and offense – it almost it does it trumps what DeRozan is doing, and he just put up 35 again on 50% shooting. hadn't been done since Wilt Chamberlain, but to me, I don't know. the The MVPs like the title race is wide open. We got Embiid at plus 140 consensus odds, Jokic at three to one, Giannis at four to one, Curry at nine to one, and Morant and DeRozan around 15 to one. I think it's it's a it's a going to be about a, a big man in the NBA that's taking advantage of the fact that there are no more big men. It's it's the last dinosaur ate well. So you look at the top three, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis. I think it's going to be one of those three. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a, it's a big man's game because there's no more big man left except for these three. Well, you mentioned Jimmy Butler. Uh, I'm on the heat to win the East. Um, I think they're undervalued. Everyone's talking about the Brooklyn Nets. But we haven't seen anything. Bro- we haven't seen the Brooklyn no. It's all speculation about, yeah. oh, if Durant's healthy, if Ben Simmons plays well, like, if the vaccine mandate's lifted and Kyrie can play at home, we, we haven't seen. We haven't seen anything. And then I am just, and I'm the first one to admit it, and if I'm wrong, I'll eat crow, but I'm so anti-James Harden. I've always been. <laughs> so as soon yeah. as this trade now goes to the 76ers, I'm out on the Sixers. So to yeah. me, I'm all on the Miami Heat to win the East. I work with A.J. Hoffman on Straight Out of Vegas. He's uh, he's uh, from Houston, born and raised there, and he got some intimate uh, knowledge of James Harden and the kind of work ethic or lack thereof he shows up on a, on a year-to-year basis so the fact that last year he was you know pitiful for the Rockets then showed up for the Nets and started to be all right this year he was pretty bad for the Nets starting off out of shape you know his PER is way down worse in, in a few years but maybe he has another resurgence in him I like your pick better though because talk about the Nets we haven't seen anything mm-hmm. talk about the Sixers they just got blown out by 50 by the Celtics the team also, that might have some value. If you look at it from the beginning of the year till now, only the Suns have been better than the Celtics. But the Heat have something that th- those two don't. Games lost. Jimmy Butler lost 18 games, hasn't played. They went all right without him. Adebayo missed 24 games in a row, mm. that six-week injury. And they're still first in the East. So if they have those players going forward, you looked at the last five games, they were beating teams by like 20 points going into the break. I feel like they have everything put together. So what would what, you get on a plus five fifty? Plus five fifty, yeah. That, so you just bet that recently? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes sense to me. I personally think I would go with the Celtics if if I had one uh, future pet to because it's about the value and thirty to one is or fifteen to one is you know three times more than Celtics are hot. 
Man. Red hot. Well, besides that loss to the Pistons before the break. But you said something uh, last week where you're like, you don't want to be super perfectly red hot peaking yeah. right before the break because yeah. then you have a letdown. So do you think maybe that loss that, you know, somehow lost to a terrible Pistons team as a favorite kind of sticks in their craw? Maybe they have a little, a few less hamburgers on the break, yeah. and, you know, stay yeah. in the gym a little bit more? Yeah. If, I, I, listen, I've I, I done a lot with this Celtics team in the past. Um, I, I love their lineup. I was a little down on the head coach. Uh, I wasn't exactly a big fan of the hire, but this is was a hand-picked Brad Stevens guy, so you're not yeah. going to kind of you know question Brad Stevens. And yes, when they're all healthy, they're great. <laughs> and they have they hadn't been healthy. Uh, they had Jalen Brown go down. They had COVID issues at the end of the year, as much as any team in the league. So the fact that you can actually say, well, there's a definitive point, January 1st, that's when Brown was back, mm-hmm. Tatum was back, till now – Plus 11 points per game. Only team that's been better is the Phoenix Suns, who just lost their best player for a while. And they just got Tice back, too, in a trade. So that's like helps the Celtics for a little, have a big man. No doubt. And and Derek White is the perfect kind of. kind of Celtic where he's not going to be a big spotlight guy, but he, he makes the right pass at the right time. So you're looking at the NBA now, and you mentioned Chris Paul, the injury. You mentioned uh, the Suns will be out their best player. Yeah. They've built By up- the way, anyone that has the 30-1 to 1 on Chris Paul to MVP should have their sportsbook license removed. You have to take that down. <laughs> Someone's betting five bucks on that. They don't know what happened tonight. Exactly, yeah. Um, take it down. He's probably going to miss the remainder of the regular season because there's only seven weeks left in the regular season. And even if he is able to come back, I would only have him come back just to get some conditioning. That's it. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to press this. They've built up enough of a lead here to likely finish with the one seed. Could you see a scenario where the Warriors make up six and a half games to get the one seed? Wow, when you say six and a half, it sounds lot. like a lot. And the hook, the half game, probably not. And the Warriors haven't played their best basketball entering the break. I think the Suns, I mean... Remember in the bubble before Chris Paul got there, they won eight out of eight, you know, undefeated. And then even in a few games that they missed last year in the playoffs, they won without Chris Paul. I think, and he's one of my favorite players in the league to follow, especially this this renaissance in in this age. He's better now than he was five years ago somehow, plant-based diet. (laughs) But but I think what he he brings to the team is emotional and it's it's leadership. And I don't think he, he will, I don't think the team will necessarily you know, go into the tank because they don't have his talent. I think they still have that vision that he brings uh, and Monty Williams right alongside him. Well, Monty Williams is the coach of the year. Should have won it last year. Uh, is going yeah. to win it this year. That being said, his odds are astronomical to win this thing. Uh, up on the DraftKings Sportsbook right now, Monty Williams is minus 250 to be the coach of the year. I've actually made the argument that Taylor Jenkins mm. at plus 600 probably deserves to win this award. The Memphis Grizzlies have, I don't want to say came out of nowhere because there were some people that were high on the Grizzlies coming into this year. I wasn't one of them. But yeah. <laughs> this, is one, this is one of the most exciting teams to watch. They have the third best record in the entire NBA. And wow. Monty Williams is going to win this award because he should have gotten it last year. But if you're just talking about this year's coaching job, you Tell me Taylor Jenkins hasn't done the best job. I just fixed the NBA Coach of the Year award. You're exactly right. Monty Williams should have gotten it last year. And I'm a Knicks fan, so I like the fact that Tibbs won it last year, but he doesn't. He didn't, he didn't deserve it. What's up with Tibbs in second year? I feel like the first year they're, they're killing it. The second year, every single time with the Knicks, with the Bulls, yep. they fall down. But the, the NBA Coach of the Year award, get all of the semantics out, all of the judgment, give it to the team with the best ATS record. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. Yep. And it's not even close. 
They're like 70% against the number, 40 mm -hmm. and 19. The next closest is down down by 60%. So you're just looking at expectation. And remember, those we've been upgrading the power rating the whole time. They just can't keep up with how they're dominating. And they're doing it, talking about uh, zagging when everybody's zigging, they're doing it in the paint. John Morant, 16 points in the paint. Yep. Nobody in the top 10 in points in the paint is under 6'10". He's doing it at 6'3". Jaron Jackson Jr. has been very impressive for them. So, yeah, I, I think he is deserving of the award, Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, plus 600 right now, and then several of us here at VEASAN are actually holding Jaron Jackson Jr. 60-1 to 1 defensive player of the nice. year tickets. So, nice. Down to what, 5-1 to one now? Yeah, we're all hoping that that thing comes through. He's that, McKenzie Rivers. Uh, you got to check him out. The uh, Dream Preview Podcast straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll continue the Futures conversation next, get into a little football, maybe some hockey. We'll spray the board. Coming up here on The Look Ahead on VEASAN. VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts and get beating the book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, The Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Rejoined in studio by Mackenzie Rivers from Fox Sports Radio straight out of Vegas, the dream preview podcast as well. We talked a lot about the NBA futures, it's the all-star breaks. So that's pretty much what the topic of conversation is now is the futures market. But uh, Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. We have the NFL Combine coming up uh, March 1st, and then the draft here in Vegas, actually, at the end of April. Uh, how much thought have you started to give to next football season? Well, at Straight Out of Vegas, you know, R.J. Bell mm -hmm. always keeps us working. So there's always another project. And, you know, what's the, what's the best time to start than the very beginning of the offseason? So what we've done is identify the, the sharpest books we know and the squarest books we know, and look for uh, consistencies and inconsistencies. For example, who do you think is the Super Bowl favorite to win it all next year? Uh, Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs? Chiefs. Chiefs, well, um, you are a square, my friend. No, I'm just okay. kidding. But uh, the sharper books that we've identified have made the Bills slightly, plus 725, and the Chiefs plus 775, where the square books, Chiefs are 7-1, to and Bills are plus 750. Yeah, I've seen them like identical odds. Yep. Uh, at, at the great people at uh, DraftKings, I believe yes, them have, yes, identical. have identical odds to win. Um, and I, I kind of look; they're the two best teams. Um, although, part of me just wonders: you lose like that for the Buffalo Bills. By the way, I'm with you. How do you get back? I'm with you at the Chiefs. Yeah. One thing that's a heartbreaker to lose, and you lose your offensive uh, coordinator. But they won 11 games this year, and heading into the playoffs, like how did the Bills suddenly become? I mean, the Chiefs have been Super Bowl favorites for like four years in a row, yeah. and they actually won one, and they actually went tw twice. So, like, where did the Bills catch up? Like, where? And I've seen Josh Allen now listed above Patrick Mahomes, mm -hmm. and I understand it was a bad Sunday afternoon for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, it was the worst game of his life, worst half of his yeah. life, worst hour of his life. But 
giving all the data that we've seen since he started in that one game in 2017 till right now, he seems to be the best that, that does it mm-hmm. at the most important position. They're bringing everybody back. I don't see why the Chiefs aren't the favorites. Yeah, and, and when it comes to the Rams and the Bengals, no disrespect to the Bengals. Great season, and they got a lot of young talent. But in the AFC, the path is so no. difficult, and in that division – no doubt. Honestly, I'm betting them to finish third probably next year because the Ravens are going to be back. I'm going to bet the Ravens to win that division next year. Yeah. So I think if you're picking between the two teams that were in the Super Bowl this year, it's clear the Rams have a better chance of getting back, even though I'm going to say both will not be back. But I think the Rams more so than the Bengals for sure. The AFC is completely stacked. The Rams, probably their biggest competition just just uh, subsided in the Packers. Well, it's not announced yet. Yeah, we'll but see. Yeah, We'll see. And then the Buccaneers losing their quarterback. Mm-hmm. In the AFC, I'd be more surprised if the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl than if they missed the playoffs. In fact, I don't even think that's that's arguable. Yeah. You talk about the Ravens, they lost the most out of any good team. I'm not counting the Lions ever in any in any list. They, they lost the most starters to injury of any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not counting the Lions. And at Lamar Jackson, their three running backs, all of those players before the season aren't even counted in that total. And think about their close losses, too, with oh, Arbaugh going for two a couple of times. So with all the injuries, with everything that you, you mentioned with Lamar and the running backs and the linemen and the defense, and whether it's Humphrey, it's everyone hurt, all that stuff, they still lost games that maybe they win in overtime if Harbaugh doesn't go for two or whatever, or if they get the two, they win the game, and then they're in the playoffs, and it's a completely different story. So I love the Ravens as a bounce-back team next season. Um, I'm not sure Lamar would qualify comeback player of the year, but if he does, I would certainly bet him to be comeback player of the year. I think a dark horse candidate comeback player of the year, Daniel Jones of the New York Giants, only played about 11 games this year. His new coach, Yeah, we talk about Brian, Brian Dable, Dable, did miracles with Josh Allen. Who has worked with Josh Allen. Daniel Jones has a very similar skill set, able to run the football. So maybe Daniel Jones comeback player of the year. There was orthodoxy in the NFL forever that accuracy is just not something you develop later once you're 20, once you're 21, once you're in the league. Brian Dayball took Josh Allen, who threw for under 60% at Reed Community College <laughs> before he get, went to Wyoming and you know started getting NFL buzz. And he took him to be one of the most accurate passers in the league the last couple of years. So whether that's mechanics whether that's just getting guys like Stefan Diggs where mm-hmm. he's going to be wide open, pretty easy to hit him. I do think – I like that pick. I think the Giants left a lot on the table as far as their defense was really good last year. They had weapons. Daniel Jones, uh, f- before he got his concussion, was rated as, as a top five player by uh, pro football focus. So they have a lot of things going for him. And at 100-1, to 1, yeah, you never know. Well, I was thinking about – see, the NFC East is where I'm looking for all the long shots. To win the the NFC or to go to the Super Bowl. Because we know the NFC, you mentioned it. uh, No Brady. Possibly no Rodgers. We know Sean Payton's gone, so the Saints are in a rebuild. No doubt. There's no... The the path to the the Super Bowl in the NFC is very easy. Yes. It's open. So I'm going to go with the weakest division in the NFC East, where a different team has won that division the last, what, 15, 6... I don't know, since 2004, right? When the Eagles won four in a row. Yeah. I'm looking at the Eagles who were a playoff team this year that people it's like people forget the Eagles actually went to the playoffs this year. And I'm also looking at the commanders. That's going to be hard saying that a lot, <laughs> I know, right? but Washington who will be healthier this year. Now, I don't think they're going to trade chase young. So they're going to be healthier. And let's say they figure out the quarterback position. Maybe it's a trade for Russell Wilson. Russell Maybe Wilson's it's somebody else. 
But you lock in one of these NFC East teams now, boy, that could pay off. I mean, who, who scares you? Here, here, here's why the NFC is so weak. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. They probably weren't the best team, but they were one of the best teams. Maybe the Chiefs or the Bills were better. After that, after them at 9-1, to one, the 49ers at 14-1. to one, I don't know what Trey Lance is going to do. Saw Trey that, Lance has played two saw games. That, saw that pass in practice. Apparently, we're giving him a gold jacket now. Yes, I was very excited as a 49ers fan <laughs> when I saw that. But even, even in my, in my uh, glowingest, most optimistic mind, I just can't see the 49ers at 14-1. to one. But then I look down the list, and I'm like, there's nobody else that scares me. So oh. really, the Rams probably have a better shot at going back to the Super Bowl than they did of making it this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I'll tell you what could be something to lock in now if you think that Rodgers is going to make this decision and he's not going to play or if he's going to play elsewhere, maybe Denver or whoever, wherever. Yeah. Minnesota. Kevin O'Connell fan? But just who else is in that? Who else is in that? I mean, the Bears aren't winning the division. Yeah. The Lions aren't winning the division. It's going to be Minnesota's division unless you really believe in Jordan Love and the rest of the Packers, but the Packers could look completely. Devontae Adams might not be there. So the Vikings could win the division, have a home playoff game, Kirk Cousins at home, you know, I'd like that much better than anywhere else. And two years ago, the 49ers, I mean, the Vikings had all those defensive draft picks. So they said, okay, maybe it takes a year to season. Also, just a year removed uh, from Mike Zimmer, I think eventually, you know, that voice gets tired in the locker room. That voice is no longer uh, pressing. So you have a whole new regime. You bring Kirk Cousins, who's a top 10 QBR guy, top 10 PFF Mm -hmm. guy. As much as you want to hate on him, he's been pretty consistently decent. They're going to host a playoff game. So, you know, you're, you you have that. You can write that down now. The Vikings yeah. will host a playoff game this year. Yeah. So maybe the Vikings is a little long shot. Uh, speaking of the futures market, in the NHL, I've been touting the Calgary Flames. And I know that everyone's on the Calgary Flames. It's the hottest team in hockey right now. But I actually think there's some interesting ways to play them uh, if you can pl- bet some awards. Johnny Goudreau is having an incredible season. I didn't even see him listed on the Hart Trophy odds. So that would be under a field bet at plus 2,000. But also, their goaltender, Markstrom, leads the league with eight shutouts. He's barely behind Igor Shesterkin in goals against average. Shesty's like plus 150 to win the Vesna. I can get 7-1 to one on Markstrom. And you can get 7-1 to one on the Calgary Flames to win the West. And they're, they're plus 350 to win the title? Wow. That's no, no, not, no, plus 350 to win the title. No, they're at plus 1,500, I think, to win the title. They're plus 700 to win the West. Yes, flipped it in my head. Yeah. Double, yeah, not the half. So what do you think about a mechanical parlay then? Where if, you know, instead of 15 to 1, I get him in the first round, bet him, and then if my... Those, roll it over. Those, yeah, yeah, roll yeah. it over. And those seasonal awards, the Hart Trophy's decided at the end of the playoffs, right? No, Hart Trophy's regular season. Oh, the, the regular... Smythe is the playoffs. Okay, yeah. so you can, you, you, you can get some cash in your pocket before the playoffs. That makes sense to me. I kind of like where your head's at because I, I talk about doing those type of bets a lot when it comes to the futures. Like, I would never bet a future. Yeah. We only got about a minute left, but I was like, I would never bet a future in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Just going to bet the team every game. I'll give you a perfect example. The Lakers are 40 to 1 to win the title. You can bet them even money to make the playoffs, and then you can bet them, you know, plus, plus 100, plus 150 each round of the playoffs. It ends up being like 80 to 1. It's just a better bet. <laughs> The type of insights you get straight out of Vegas and the Dream Preview Podcast. He's Mackenzie Rivers. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? At Mac and Rivers, M-A-C-K-E-N-R-I-V-E-R-S. Mac at and Mac Rivers. and Rivers. He is Mackenzie Rivers. Uh, great stuff there. Uh, doing Appreciate you having work. me on. This Possible was a lot of fun, man. Thank Absolutely. You. A lot of fun. Good insights on the NBA, the NFL futures market, 
as well. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. It's the look ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. Bracket breakdowns plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Uh, got a little sad this weekend because normally I would be very excited this time of the year because we should have had spring training baseball games to bet on next weekend, like this coming weekend. The first spring training games were supposed to be this Saturday, the 26th. And there there will be opportunities. There would have been opportunities. There's always opportunities in spring training. You know, just look at the lineups, look at who's playing, look at how, uh, listen to the, the press conferences, read the clippings, and know how long players are playing, how long pitchers are going. And there are certainly opportunities in the betting market when it comes to spring training baseball. But it was also an opportunity to learn about these teams as we get ready to place some future bets on the season or to really identify teams that we're going to be tailing or fading once we get to the regular season. But now, with everything going on, I thought this lockout would end already, and it hasn't. We have come to the point where the first week of spring training has been canceled. They have set a deadline this week 
for Major League Baseball and the Players Union and everyone's come to an agreement. And if they don't, we're going to have more spring training games canceled. And then it's going to be a rush to start the season. Opening day is going to be in jeopardy. If they want to have the same three-week training camp that they had last season, that means they need to open up camp by March 3rd. If you open up camp on March 3rd, then you could have opening day on time, which is March 31st. But if that's the case, we're talking not a lot of time for these players to get ready. Last season, there was a lot of complaints from Major League Baseball players, not just pitchers, but everyone, that the three-week training camp was just not enough time. They actually had 23 days. They opened up camp on July 1st. Opening day was on the 24th. And they said not enough time those three weeks. So if they do come to an agreement by this deadline of, of the 28th, and if they do open up camps before March 3rd, and they're able to get in a little over three weeks, great. But I think what we're going to have to start to do is look at how teams started the season last year and look at how players started the season last year. Because dealing with such a short training period, you see Major League Baseball spring training, it's kind of, I liken it to, um, you know, like NFL training camp. Like a lot of times NFL players come into training camp completely out of shape. And they use training camp as the time to get into shape. Uh, For Major League Baseball players, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are working out. They're taking BP. But really, this is a time for them to get into shape and get into the, the right conditioning for them to start the grind that is the Major League Baseball season. And if we can identify certain players that started hot last year or started cold last year as a result of coming into the three-week training period with the right mindset or coming into the three-week training period with the wrong mindset, well, then certainly it it, it could pay off in terms of the betting markets. Look at the teams that really could have easily used another three weeks of training and look at the teams who were fine, maybe veteran-led teams that were okay with just 23 days to get ready for a season. I hope they're going to have all 162 games. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Major League Baseball, it's a marathon as well. I think we'd be okay if it was a little less than 162. But I don't want to miss any games. And I don't want to miss any more spring training games because there's opportunities here in the betting markets. But there's still so many things to be laid out. There's still players to be signed. There's still things to be done, possible trades. So I'm very, very curious to see what happens this week with the meetings between both sides and if we come to an agreement. And then hopefully we start getting these games so I can take a look in the futures market and and figure out where we're going to place some action. You know, some teams that I was looking at already 
Um, but I don't like the numbers. Like the Angels to win the American League. The number should be higher. It's at plus 1,500. Keep in mind now, healthy Mike Trout to go along with Shohei Otani, who's healthy. You add Noah Syndergaard to that rotation. Um, you get a, uh, a healthy Anthony Rendon. And this is a this could be a dangerous team. But plus 1,500, I feel like it should be higher than that. Like the Mariners are plus 2,200. But I like the Angels. I do. To win the West, they are plus 380. Astros minus 145. Yankees are the favorite in the East, plus 185. Toronto plus 190. Mets are your favorite in the NL East, plus 140. I actually like the Mets more so than anybody else in the in the National League East just because Braves coming off of the World Series don't know what that hangover is going to be like. Don't know if Freddie Freeman's going to be there either. They're talking about trading him because of the money that he's owed. Um, you know, could look at somebody out West. The Giants could be interesting. No one even gave them credit last year. It looks like no one's given them enough credit this year. Uh, and then... The White Sox certainly looking to uh, improve off of their success and get be healthy for an entire stretch of the season this year. Uh, to be your MVP, Shohei Otani is your favorite, plus 300. Mike Trout, plus 350. Uh, Vladdy, plus 400. Aaron Judge, plus 1,500. Let me tell you something about Aaron Judge. He's in a contract year. And if the Yankees don't sign him to an extension now or before the season or during the season, Aaron Judge is going to hit free agency at the end of the year. And maybe that's a motivating factor for him. He had an MVP-type season last year, and if he's playing for a contract, whether it's the Yankees or there's going to be teams out there that will open up the wallet for a guy like Aaron Judge. He's a Northern California kid. The San Francisco Giants would love to pay for him. He's sticking in New York. You don't think Steve Cohen, billionaire owner of the Mets, would say, yeah, I'll gladly, I'll pay you. If the Yankees are so worried about the luxury tax, which this year it's going to be 100% taxed if they go over. So if they're so worried about that, that they don't want to pay Aaron Judge the, the 35, 40 million, whatever per year that he wants, or they don't want to give him seven years, because they don't want to pay him until he's 39 years old, someone out there will pay him. And so keep an eye on that, because if he does not get a contract before the season, you have a guy that has 400 million reasons to have the best season of his life. You know, he wants that Mike Trout money. He wants that Mookie Betts money. He wants that big-time money. And get paid for seven years. Oof. Aaron Judge plus fifteen hundred to win the MVP. Look, it's not a long shot at you know four at you know forty to one, sixty to one, fifty to one, but at fifteen to one, still a good enough payout for a guy who, if he stays healthy, absolutely has a chance in any year to be the most valuable player. Now you add in contract motivation. Even more of a reason to like Aaron Judge to be the most valuable player. All this is reliant upon, of course, us having a baseball season.
I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll get back into the NBA future conversation as All-Star Weekend in Cleveland wraps up and we take a look ahead to the final 20-somewhat games of the regular season. It's the look ahead here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 